0: It's five minutes with me. Hello, friends. Welcome to five minutes with Marco. So, uh, last year, I think it was last year, I did a uh, four part sub series uh, on this podcast that I affectionately called Nuggets and uh, just a loose collection. You could say it was each episode was a A collection of uh, three four or five one minute with marco episodes Uh, and i liked it and so i'm doing it again because it's my podcast and i can do what i want darn it so uh here we go nuggets part five and today we have four nuggets nugget one our calling as youth workers is not about program programming our calling is about people particularly teenagers and Teenagers being created in the image of God are wired for belonging. Hear me on this. Teenagers do not experience belonging because of our wonderful programs. They experience belonging when someone is present to them. Then they get an appetizer for the belonging that they can experience through the presence of Christ. And ultimately, isn't that what we long for? Isn't that what our calling is all about? Nugget two. Dream about this with me. What would it look like for you to live in a ministry that takes place on two overlaid planes, organic contextualized youth ministry within the existing social networks your teenagers live in, and a kingdom of God gathering of the tribes, a place where our preferences or subcultural norms aren't ignored, aren't diminished but melt away in the context of a greater unity of the spirit. It's a parallel mindset to the thinking behind the mashup word glocal, meaning global and local. You might listen need to listen to that nugget again. But moving on, nugget three. Uh, I am a firm believer in the opportunity brought on by failure. Shoot, my journey is littered with much more failure than success. Some real doozies. And there's no question in my mind that I've learned 10 times more, maybe 100 times more from my failures than from any of my successes. Of course, there are vastly different kinds of failures. Off the top of my head, I'm going to divide them into four categories. Number one, failure from stupid, even knowingly stupid choices. It's an opportunity to learn. Uh, category number two, failure from lack of ability. It's an opportunity to learn at least about oneself and one's limitations. Number three, category three, failure from lack of trying. This is the worst kind in my opinion, but it's still an opportunity to learn, of course. And then finally, number four, failure from trying. So let me recap those. And then I'm going to talk a little more about the last one. Failure from stupid choices. Failure from lack of ability, failure from lack of trying and failure from trying from that last one, like from taking a risk that didn't work out. This is, I think, probably the best and most noble kind of failure. In fact, I'm going to call it noble failure our youth ministries and churches simply must get into a cycle of change and embrace the concept of noble failure if they're going to survive in the years and decades to come the youth cartel tries to embrace this though sometimes we fail we'll say oh yeah that it was a noble failure we did our research found a good partner had a good had good assumptions and it didn't work out it was a great opportunity to learn of course that's easier said than done two questions for you to wrestle with in response to this one What and how have you learned from failures in your life and ministry over recent years? And two, how can you crank up noble failure in your practice of youth ministry? Nugget four today, our last nug for the day. Uh, Recently, a youth worker messaged me asking for insight on how to last in youth ministry. I think the actual question was, how does one survive in youth ministry and become a veteran youth worker? Here's my response. After 42 years in youth ministry, there are a few things I'm seeing about survival and thriving as a veteran. One, my passion and calling haven't changed, but my role and relationships have to grow and change as I age. As a young youth worker, I was kind of like an older brother relationship with teenagers. And then in my 30s, my relationship with them was kind of like that of an uncle Uh, And then I had years as a sort of surrogate parent, and now I'm older than the parents of all of the seventh grade guys in my small group, and I'm really in a grandparent-like relationship with my guys. I need to exercise wisdom about how to maximize the opportunities that that relationship, being like a grandpa, the opportunities it provides, and be cautious about the limitations, Nothing is more lame than a 60-year-old youth worker trying to pretend that he's 23 years old. Second observation, I have also needed to see my vision and role shift in relationship to other youth workers. As I got more experience and years, I find that some of my best ministry is equipping and empowering younger youth workers. Veteran youth workers often move into a role of multiplication, seeing my ministry calling mostly lived out through youth ministry volunteers who are half my age I don't want to lose touch with actual teenagers, so I stay in relationship with teens, too, but my greatest impact is often through others. Third observation, I've had to learn to say no. At my age, there are simply aspects of youth ministry that I'm not the best equipped for or honestly not interested in doing. And then number four, finally, and this is true for youth workers of all ages, but no one will become a veteran youth worker without learning this, I have to realize that being in youth ministry does not mean that my soul will be taken care of. If I'm not intentional and about continued spiritual growth in my life, I'll either burn out or have nothing meaningful and authentic to offer. On that chipper note, have a glorious day. The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.